Hey guys, my name is Crystal Kenny, and I'm in love with creating. All things artistic and imagination involved. I'm an American girl who chased her creative dreams all the way to Paris, France, making a living using photography. This podcast takes you inside the stories of all the artsy folks I've met along the way and gives you that extra push to discover your creative gifts. The desire to create is deeply inside each and every one of us, and I give you the tools and inspiration to find a new way of living a more creative life. This is La Vie Creative, the podcast. Today on the show, I interview Leslie McAllister. Leslie's originally from Pennsylvania, but has been living part-time in Paris since 2014. We talk about her new project, Lost Art Today, where she takes pieces of what some may consider garbage in the streets of Paris and paints beautiful scenes on them. She then puts them back in the street and people can take them, send her notes, contact her. It's a fascinating project and I can't wait to share with you guys. So welcome to the show, Leslie. How are you today? Oh, thank you so much. I'm great. It's great to be here. I'm excited to chat to a fellow uh, East Coaster today. You're from Pennsylvania originally, correct? Yeah, yeah, Pennsylvania, East Coast. I just ask like all my guests, like what brought you to Paris? I mean, how long have you been living in Paris now? Um, Gosh, well, I originally came to Paris, I I think it was about 2004, um, and I, I guess I came through kind of a cliche. I met someone who, who inspired me to come to Paris, yeah. um, which wasn't too hard to do because <laughs> who doesn't want to come to Paris? Exactly. <laughs> fall in love in Paris. Right. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So I guess I, since 2004, I've been coming here on and off. And then just recently I've been here more full time. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got stuck stateside during the pandemic and, and just now I'm back, back for good for now. <laughs> yeah, like, can't get rid of me now. I'm here. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so talk a little bit about the type of art you do. So you're a multidisciplinary artist. That's a mouthful. And <laughs> so you combine like audio, video, painting, like talk a little bit more about that. Um, well, originally, um, I grew up surrounded by art. Both my parents were artists when I was growing up. And uh, so I've I've always loved painting. Um, painting was just something I wanted to do. Just as soon as I could walk, I wanted to paint. Um, wow. And so, yeah, I've been trying to do painting. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, so, so, yeah, I've been painting most of my life I did a little bit of a I got into photography for a little while and film which I've now tried to try to incorporate into my art recently and then just more recently too getting into sound and really um, being inspired by recording doing field recordings and and then combining them with layers of my voice to create kind of immersive experiences mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah I mean it's pretty I like it like you sent me some videos before we'll share them in the show links if you guys want to check it out but I really like what you're doing like it combines so many different forms of creativity and like what inspired you to start adding sound like to play with sound like where does that come from for you uh well I just I started noticing how hearing certain sounds really put 
put me in a place. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, just hearing small kind of subconscious sounds almost sounds that I couldn't really, I, you kind of don't even really pay attention to yeah. hear in hearing them and rec- recording them and, and being blo- brought back to different places that I've, I originally heard those sounds. Um, like I, one of my first projects where I started incorporating sound, uh, was a, uh, I did a, a, resi- a residency in, in Cairo where I was interviewing runners, uh, Egyptian uh, women runners, and I was interviewing them while we were running. Oh. And I, <laughs> how that work? Were you all like out of breath, like doing? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's true. We were uh, huffing and puffing, and and just kind of recording that that atmosphere of the experience of the running, and then creating a, a soundscape out of it to show in the exhibition which i showed in cairo and then i got to show that here in paris too so cool how did those ladies feel about you like recording them while they're running or like oh this lady's crazy or were they like totally into it <laughs> they were really into it they were really excited to share their stories and they loved running so they really loved being able to talk about it and talk while we were running it was a really great experience and so what kind of questions would you ask them uh, well, I asked them a lot of just what their experience, how their experience of being a woman in Cairo running, how that felt, and just the difficulties that they experienced in trying to to run if they liked running outside, mm-hmm. like how, how often or how they could do that. And, and did they have to yeah. be fully covered when they were running as well? Um, they didn't actually interviewed um, women that were covered and women that were uncovered. And they emphasized that it was it was a choice for them. They that they yeah. they chose to cover not because they felt like they had to, because they wanted to, and they felt free to choose. Yeah, yeah, fascinating. So then, from that project on, you're like, okay, I need to record more sound. I need to work this into my art somehow. Yeah. So yeah, when I came back to Paris, I started recording, doing more field recordings, and then also adding my own my own voice layers of my own voice of my own thought process and my own what my own experience is when I'm thinking about different things and so do you ever record just like the sounds of Paris like the giant I I feel like there's trash trucks going on 24 7 in Paris (laughs) it's true yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah they I and I love the sound of the trash trucks they have that really interesting like <laughs> percussive when the when the bins are being the dumped boom. yeah <laughs> yeah it's the only one I think that's like my alarm in the morning I'm like oh yeah. it's time to get up <laughs> right or the glass when they do the glass yeah the glass like, is so loud all the wine sound <laughs> oh gosh that could be a whole like set up right there just the wine bottles crashing as they put them in the bin yeah so funny. yeah I feel like that has a very beautiful Parisian sound to it. (laughs) And talk about this project, Lost Art. I find this fascinating. Oh, Lost Art was very much inspired by Paris. Uh, I I spent time walking back and forth to a friend's studio. And as I would go on these walks every day, I would walk past all these interesting objects that people would throw out. And I'd always take them home and I'd collect them and I kept them. And I, I, one day I was like, what am I doing with these? I need to find a way to kind of to recycle them and kind of give them a second life. So I started taking them out to different locations in Paris and painting uh, the, the scene of where I was sitting onto the trash. So and wild. Then, 
and then leaving it there in that spot with with the information on the back i would take document them and <laughs> take pictures of them and i have i had a i have a blog where i i would post where i would leave them so did you and, ever get uh, like um like to see people's reactions to it well yeah since since i i would post them and i'd leave the information for the web address on the back of the the art uh-huh. um so if somebody found it they could look up the the blog and and write to me if they found it and several people too i, I have like a i know 50 percent uh response rate or maybe maybe it's not so high but something it's pretty it's pretty high response rate of people who've written back saying they found one and well, what do they say do they say they like it or they're saying like why are you leaving trash out <laughs> like- <laughs> well it's funny i think most of the responses have been good i had one response uh, where a guy wrote to me, he said he found he found my my the thing I left. I think I was a I was a painting on a guitar that I left in Père Lachaise, uh-huh. um, and he said he found it and he wanted to return it to me. Oh. <laughs> and I said no. Well, if uh, if you like it, you can keep it because. <laughs> and he was really excited and he was really touched. And so I'm like, just send me a photo. I'm like, send me a photo of it in its new home. That's so fun. So you place, uh, so basically, I mean, you guys can check it out on her website, but she paints these beautiful paintings on this trash. And then she places it where she found it. And I was wondering, like, do you take it back? But no, you just leave it. Anyone can take it. Yeah, and it's for anyone to take. And hopefully somebody takes it. My my inspiration is that it'll, it'll continue to have a life. Uh, I'm sure some of them have become trash again so <laughs> which makes me really sad but so you're trying to upcycle yeah exactly yeah and, cool. uh, and so how do you decide what to paint on this trash like what do you decide to put on it um well I, st- I started by just making it a site-specific work so I'd go to different neighborhoods in Paris and and a lot of times I would go to different neighborhoods in Paris and try to find trash nearby in a in a specific spot and then do a painting of that spot near where I found the trash on the piece of trash. Yeah. Just to kind of give it that sense of uh, location and to to make it clear that, that something has happened there that's maybe not intentional and not just somebody throwing away a painting or something. People are probably kind of confused. They're like, wait a minute, this is a painting of the place I'm standing on a piece of trash. Like what is going on? Right. Yeah. So, and I liked that. I liked also using that as an opportunity to try to explore different parts of Paris. Definitely. Um, What's the weirdest thing you've ever painted on? Oh, that's a good question. Um, gosh, I've, I did a lot. I, I started on remnants, uh, just kind of like leftover construction equipment. And then I've done some like a guitar. I did a large screen TV. That was kind of fun. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, hubcaps, uh, a record player. Oh, nice. And do you ever want to, like, keep any of them? Like, do you ever keep the stuff? I want to keep all of them. (laughs) I use it as kind of a therapy to to let go because I've, I feel like I have a real sentimentality. I want to, I want to keep it. I like, I love these paintings. They're like, they're like my, my babies. And yeah, but I want to give back and I want them to kind of, to let go and, and see if other people can appreciate them too. And, and if they find them and. And have you feel ever thought it. to like sell them? Um, no, actually I, th- I feel like the, the project was kind of inspired by a, a desire to try to, 
kind of take that out of the equation mm-hmm. of, to question value. Um, it, just because I was dealing with a lot too at the time of, of, you know, art galleries and trying to get your work into an art gallery and then having, you know, that art gallery sell your painting and what all that means and just wanting to kind of connect with an audience in a more direct way. Yeah. And I thought, well, just putting a painting in the street is pretty direct. If somebody yeah. saw it and it has value to them, then they'll take it. Uh, hopefully. I yeah. like that. So it's kind of like the graffiti artist, you know, that was like painting on walls, like the city is their gallery, but you're doing it in a less like invasive way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Kind of uh, like subconscious not subconscious but yeah yes yeah definitely (laughs) and so talk a little bit about like what is that process like like as an artist in Paris like trying to work with galleries like walk us through like the the reality of that um well I've tried to avoid a lot of the reality of that I've 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 had the fortunate uh, luck to work with some really great galleries mm-hmm. but I feel like it's that's the community and trying to connect with people and meet audiences and that that engagement is something that is really important to me yeah uh, so I try to find I try to seek that out less than just trying to f- to find like fancy gallery or so, I don't know yeah you want but, to talk to your audience you want to connect with them and like sometimes galleries can be you kind of feel intimidated to enter them for like the everyday person. Right. Yeah. That's like, they try to make it put a barrier there between yeah the, the artist and the audience where exactly. I, I feel like it's important for the artist to kind of engage with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of separates people. I mean, that's what museums are about. Like all these free museums and everything, like anybody can go in there and check it out. That's something I really admire about French people too. Like, Back in the States, sometimes it feels like only a certain type of person goes to museums. And here it's like the family or the couple or the construction worker, like anybody can be interested in art. Right. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that once I came to Paris, noticed and really appreciated was the way that the Paris community loves its artists Mm -hmm. is really great. Yeah. What's some of the main differences for you, like as an artist in Paris versus working in the States? Um, well, that's definitely one of them, that meeting people who just working class artist is more of an appreciated uh, metier here yeah. than than in the States. I feel like you really have to struggle and fight. And and I mean, I guess there, there are really great places in the States for art, too. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's definitely have gotten better in the last 10 years. Uh, but I definitely feel like more comfortable here like it's more there's more support and there's more yeah just appreciation yeah it's more welcoming and yeah not like what else do you do you know like this you can be just an artist right yeah no they're not first asking your day job yeah yeah. (laughs) like one of the first questions we ask each other as like americans we're like what do you do right yeah (laughs) yeah and what do you hope to do with your art um, well, I'm hoping I've been kind of working towards doing larger pieces, oh. doing the, kind of increasing my scale and doing more immersive environments. I'm really excited about that. And do you hope to like change people's perspective in some way or help people in some way with your work or just kind of get thoughts going and inspiration, whatever people want to do with it? Yeah, I, I like the change of perspective that you mentioned. Yeah. I think it's I, I try to change people's perspective and 
try to get them to try to see something in a different way or yeah. to feel to feel something in a different way to walk into an installation and maybe have it be disorienting in a way that makes you come out thinking about something differently. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of shake up your brain a little bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And do you have a medium that you prefer? Um, That's tricky. Cause I, I really love working with sound and doing sound pieces and sound work, but I love painting too. It's just been one of the one of my childhood loves. So I've been trying to comp- to combine those recently uh, by creating uh, immersive paintings with sound. So you you kind of have that have a full sound painting experience. So it's basically you're looking at a painting, but there's also sounds in the background. Yeah. So yeah, I had an opportunity recently to do a, like a large scale installation of a painting where you could enter the painting and while you're in the painting, because it's kind of surrounding you on all sides and above you. And also there's sound in that same space. Wow. So you get kind of a, kind of a disorienting experience. Yeah. Like you're entering the painting. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's really interesting. I'm curious about that. Um, And how has your work evolved since moving to Paris? Have you changed as an artist? Oh wow! Yes, <laughs> yes. I'd say I I've evolved a lot since moving to Paris. I mean, I guess be just being exposed to so much art here and new artists and all the art that's happening in the city has been inspirational. And then just also having the shift in cultures and being exposed to a different culture has kind has of, just really moved my art into maybe deeper places for me. Yeah, I find that like a lot of the people on the show always talk about like a creative energy here, like and like a lot of collaborations. Like, have you found other artists to do like collaborations with, or like been inspired by here? Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I've I don't know, I know uh, you've done a, a podcast with Allison Culler, who does this stained glass. I've I've yeah, met her great. and been inspired by her stained glass and. And she yeah, there's like with like what you're saying, like mixing mediums, like she'll make stained glass while someone plays the guitar, you know, like. Right. Yeah, like ex- exactly. I actually have got to contribute a piece. She's going to have an album coming out and I've contributed a piece, a sound work piece, too. And that was a fun collaboration. It's really um, cool when people can work together like that and like influence each other. You never know like what the outcome will be. Right. It's so true. Yeah. I love working with other people. Sometimes it's, 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 and it's also kind of fun, I guess, because you don't always know what, how it's going to work or what's going to come out of it. And I guess that changes your process a little bit too. And the making. Right. But I guess that's the best part. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. You gotta, you gotta switch it up a little bit. Right. Exactly. And how do you define creativity? Uh, (laughs) Ah, that's a great question. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think everybody has creati- creativity in them. Um, I think everyone is creative. Uh, I, I find it hard to define, but maybe that impulse, like that initial impulse of kind of magic and wonder uh, where you're putting putting things together, creating something new or, or taking things and making a new set of things with them. Yeah, it's like creating something out of nothing. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. 
I like that. Everybody has a different definition. I don't think there is any one definition, really. I think it can be many things. And I think a lot of people think, like you say, creative. It's like, oh, they're talking about only artists. But, like, you can you can make something out of nothing in a lot of fields. Right. It's true. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think there's you can be creative with everything. Yeah. And why do you think creatives are attracted to Paris, specifically? Mm, I think there's definitely, like you said, there's an energy here uh, in Paris that kind of cultivates that and leaves a lot of space for for being a creative thinking or to, to be doing something different and it, a lot of space to make to do that and not be judged a lot kind of a, a, maybe some freedom in that here yeah I completely agree like like we were talking about earlier like you don't feel like judged constantly or like you have to produce constantly you can just be and like that's enough right yeah and how do you keep your ideas evolving? Like, how do you find new inspiration? I know sometimes you can get like a little stale in your ideas. That's true. I guess that's one good thing about Paris is there's always so much happening here that I'm always trying to go out and see new art or new spaces and see new events. There's always something kind of, there's always something new happening here. And is there any advice you have for people who feel like they're not creative or they have no idea even where to get started? Like, how did they, how, what would you say to those people, like, to discover their creative talents? Um, I would say just don't, don't overthink it. Just follow, follow that, whatever, even in little tiny creative impulse, just whatever it is you want to do. If you want to write or you want to paint or just don't, don't stop yourself just do it just get out there don't hesitate and just follow that in impulse i think that's really really important yeah it's like get out of your own way right exactly yeah <laughs> and what's been the biggest opposing force on your creative journey like what's yeah. the most difficult thing for you well I think just I think myself has definitely been my my biggest obstacle. <laughs> I, so I I really relate to overthinking it, and I don't know. And growing up in a, growing up in a culture or society where you feel like maybe there is something that you should be doing that isn't art. I don't know. I feel like I've had to wrestle with some of those voices uh, to to do it to kind of follow the that impulse and just kind of. St- go forward with it and not hesitate. Yeah. There's been times <laughs> in your journey where you're like, okay, I'm just going to become an accountant or whatever. Like how, like have you wrestled with that? How have you decided to stay an artist? Yeah, no, it's true. It's funny. I think actually when I was, a, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an archeologist because uh, both my, because my parents were artists so, and I saw them struggling. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not going to be an artist. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be an archeologist. I'm going to be something other than an artist. <laughs> and that clearly didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> so funny. Like, are your parents proud that you pursued their journey or they're like become an archeologist? <laughs> right. No, I, they're very, I think they're very proud. Um, my dad, I just recently ha- was lucky enough to have a, a father daughter show with my dad in Pennsylvania, uh, in July, which was very sweet. Yeah. Um, it was like a dream come true to show work, work with my dad. Cause he is also a painter. Uh, so yeah, we showed paintings together and I had some different paintings and sound installation paintings and (laughs) and what was it like growing up in like an artist family 
Um, well, I guess it felt very normal to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was it was it was nice to having access to all of the tools and that support to to do something creative with my life. They really let me kind of influenced me and helped me, you know, follow those creative dreams that I have. Yeah, I feel like a lot of parents, it's the opposite. I mean, it's coming from a place of love, but they're like, get a real job, you know, like, make sure you can make all the money. And like, you've kind of had the opposite experience. Right. Yeah. So, so that was really good. That was really good growing up in that household. And yeah, yeah, they supported that. Yeah. And now you're working together. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like, What's the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, that's a great question. I would have to say um, to travel. I was in, had a dear friend of mine when I was, I don't know, 20, 19, 20, who encouraged me to travel. I was a little bit resident. I was like, ah, I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. And I definitely feel like it's it's been a huge uh, influence on my life to, to be able to travel and see different cultures and see different landscapes and how that's changed my perspective has been really important. So I say that traveling is definitely to get out there. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was really great, great advice. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I couldn't agree more. Like traveling definitely like it changes your perspective. It changes the way you feel about yourself and the world around you. So the more you can do it, it's become so affordable. Like anyone can hop on a plane anymore. Right. It's so true. Yeah. What are you most excited about for your future work? Um, well, I guess I'm really excited to to try to just keep going and scale and try to do some more larger, maybe larger. Um, I'd like to do larger insta- installations uh, outside also. Um, you need to find bigger trash. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, can try to just do some immersive, maybe immersive uh yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Sorry. <laughs> like somehow I'm gonna miss it. It's just all going around in your mind. Like how? Do I, I like it. And where can listeners connect with you online and check out your work? Um. Well, let's see. I have I have several different areas. Uh, um. Like the lost the lost art series is easily found on my website under the lost art tab under lesliemcallister.com. Um, and then my, like my planar, I've been doing a series of plain air abstracts that I, that I have on my Instagram account. That's at Lester-esque. Um, and then my sound personas and all my sound installation and, and, uh, I have some albums and different things, uh, can be found on Instagram at Lesteria Sounds. Very cool. I want to check those out too. Here's some of these funky sounds you've been working on. Yeah. We'll share all that in the show notes as well. So you can check out the show notes, guys, and follow her work, check it out, support artists. And thank you so much for chatting with me today, Leslie. Well, thank you, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really great chatting with you. Yeah. And I hope you guys will be inspired to go out there and try some installation, take your local trash, paint something beautiful (laughs) on it, you know, leave a gift for other people. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, we can change the world. Yeah, <laughs> one trash at a time, upside right. down, guys. <laughs> Again, uh, thank-, thank you.
Thanks so much for tuning in to La Vie Creative. You can find more information on MissParisPhoto.com. And if you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word for all my creative guests. We have the power to help them to keep doing what they love. See you next time.